This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. This is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! It's like a reflect... I, I I'm too drunk to talk about it now, but it's like reflexive. <laughs> it's, and this is another thing that gets on my nerves, and it's super specific. Oh my god. Like putting that lubrication on like, listen, we're about to go from text to a link. A grammar show with, with a, a drinking drink. problem. I would like to talk about a trend that I'm seeing on Instagram more and more and more. And that is photos that are beautiful. Vista photos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kylie beautiful, Jenner. Yes. Beautiful landscape with a quote in quotation marks as the caption. Mm-hmm. Who said that quote? Kylie Jenner. We don't know because it doesn't say who said it. So why are the quotation marks there? And it clearly is a quote. And how are all these people, how are all these 22-year-olds finding these And there's quotes? no, it doesn't say like Marilyn Monroe, Abraham no. Lincoln. It's just a quote. It's just the quote. And it's like, okay. sometimes you need to break free from your world to really discover yourself. End quote. End quote. Okay, so what let's do we talk do about, about this problem? Well, I've mm-hmm. considered before commenting and saying, who said this quote? Okay. Or I have also considered copying the quote, putting it into Google search, finding out who said it, and writing the mm. uh, author in a comment as well. Like a rogue attributor? <laughs> yes. How often do you think said quotes will actually come up in Google as something somebody said? People that's don't a, make that up. That's a good point. Yeah. No, I mean, somebody made it up. Yeah. And then a hundred teenagers copied it, and now it's a thing. But it's not like a thing. It's a question: is Why are you following teenagers on Instagram? I don't know if they're teenagers, but I follow I people who are younger than I am. Simple-minded. <laughs> Maybe I have a feeling that there's some sort of app that generates quotes. Like you can type in mountains and clouds. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't a tech show, but maybe and there an, should be an there's, app. And then there's an app that'll be like, when you think you've reached the top of the mountain, yes. look up and you'll see there's more mountains to climb. Yes. Oh, my God. Up? I did just make that up. Morgan, I'm going to quote that tomorrow. You better fucking attribute it. <laughs> At Morgan Cora. Don't follow me on Instagram. I'm private. Okay. So maybe there's an app. Oh, I was segueing. Are we done? Oh, we're done. Oh, yeah, we're done. With that. Okay. that was a quick. We, I feel like we're gonna talk about that more. I don't know. What else you got? We can keep going. No, I'm saying like I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. Like where are the where are the teens getting the quotes? Yeah, because they're not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have them memorized. Right. You don't. You just I, pulled that one out of your ass. That was pretty good. Right. So are they ass quotes? Maybe they're ass quotes. Don't you think? Are they quoting themselves? themselves? Do they love themselves so much? Would they put mm. quotes around it though if it's themselves? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Are they adding they an air of importance, legitimacy? Like, what if I just wrote on like, what if I just use my normal captions on Instagram, like typical Saturday, nothing to do, or whatever I would write, but I put it in quotes because I think I'm like worth quoting now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm worthy of those quotation marks. Maybe. I'm really thinking hard. That's yeah. Some shit. 
I should think, find this out. I think that they're, I think somebody else, I think they're all copying each other. But I don't yeah. know where it started. Where does it start? Right. Kylie Jenner. I think the same thing happened on Pinterest, but I'm not on that as much. But sometimes you yeah. see just like those quote, those graphic quotes. You know who's on Pinterest? Yeah. Mormons. <laughs> Well, so they're probably Mormon audience. So they're probably all Bible quotes. Sorry, Utah. <laughs> Great. We just lost Mitt Romney. That? Where did you get Mormons on <laughs> Pinterest? You made that up. Honestly, all Mormons no, she are knows everywhere. That. No, that is real. That yeah. uh, a yeah. huge population of Pinterest users are Mormons, and they are from Middle America. Mm-hmm. And these are the people who do like crafts and and all yeah, of that. They love Pinterest because you know they like to like cook in a slow cooker. You put in like. A oh hunk God. of meat and a jar of mayonnaise, and you put it on low. You literally, and you like come put something in the in a couple hours. Maybe I'm Mormon, with, motherfucker. I'm just and I'm also not like trying to criticize all middle Americans. I'm just saying Mormons love Pinterest, and they pin their crazy fucking names. You know, they have really weird names. Like they. No, I don't know about this. Okay, I don't know about that either. Oh my God! I like thought... Mitt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Wait, is that his real name? Yes. Is that short for Mitten? What's worse? <laughs> I think it's Mittenly. Um, <laughs> no, they do like crazy. Like, uh, I gotta look. There's like a tweet, a, a pin that I'm thinking of specifically. That's like a girl who's more, and you know, she has like the blonde hair. You know, they like wear so many layers because they yes. have to like be conservative, but they want to wear tiny clothes. So they have like a thousand layers on. And she's like standing in front of a blackboard with like names written on it. And like, oh, what am I going to choose for like my next kid? And the names are like Brinley, but it's like B-R-Y-Y-N-L-E-E-I-G-H. And then the next name is like... Gotta Cr- pick a lane. And the next name is like Crinley. And then the next name is like M- Mel- Melinda Lelity. Like, yeah, that's... Basically, they're indecisive, it sounds like. And they're picking a lot of names and putting them together. And they love, love extra letters. They love it. Put an X, a GH, anywhere you can. Okay. I like a GH in a name, I have to say. So I'm just thinking Hmm. they could be responsible for a lot of these quotes. And maybe they were originally like, Jesus, I'm, I'm doing finger quotes, or like religious finger quotes, quotes, that... You know, people were like, I don't want to talk about God on my shit. So they took it off. Now they're unattributed. Right. Because you're not going to attribute like John the Baptist to your. Or like whoever the Mormon guy is, John Smith. Yeah. I don't know. I got to bone up on that. Is that S M I G H G H T H? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Smythe. This is fascinating. Yeah. No, it's really weird. Um, Another trend that was happening on Pinterest that this reminds me of is that um, quotes that were attributed to say like, I don't know, Ernest Hemingway or something Mm. were wrong. And it's like, what's that like really famous one that they do to um, Mae West all the time? That's not the right thing. Um, I don't know. I'm looking it up. But they were either to the wrong person or completely said a different way. Or one thing that I think is pretty misleading, and it's not exactly wrong, would be a quote from a book that, like, say, Ernest Hemingway wrote. But it would be something that some, one of his characters said. But, like, you can't yeah, pass it off yeah. as that's what Ernest Hemingway said. No, that's not very fair. 
that's not him talking. No, that's that was like his being character. like Leonardo DiCaprio said, like, uh, a I'm bear. The- <laughs> or I'm the king of the world would probably movie. be more embarrassing. Thank you. I'm the king of the world, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. So Leonardo DiCaprio would not say, I'm the king of the world. Like, technically, the words came out of his mouth, but like, that's misleading to think that he would say that. God, I love Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he seems pretty humble. I don't think he would say that. No, I, I agree. He said it once. God, I love him so character much. His character said it. No, I'm just, I'm playing yeah. Pinterest advocate. Oh, Pinterest advocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, these are the problems with quotes on social media. No one checks them. That's a fact-checking issue that we have in our in our land. Let's I not get up, started about fact-checking. I pulled up a very... <laughs> a Is that very, a dying art? Yes, of course fact-checking is a dying art. The only people who do it anymore are probably like the New York Times, me, the Wall Street Journal, and Morgan when I hire her to. (laughs) Oh, man. Did you find your your thing yet? Oh, you know what I found? I thought it it says that's not what she said. Uh, Seven quotes you may be getting wrong from NPR.org. Of course it's NPR. They but it's a quiz. Check. Do you want to do a couple? Yeah. Okay. You can always count on the American people to do the right thing after they have exhausted all other possibilities. Who said this? A, Abba Iban, B, Winston Churchill, C, Mark Twain, D, H, L. Mencken. Winston Churchill. Abba Iban. Uh. In the past few months alone, so many American politicians have misattributed this quote to Churchill that we can't count them i was going to say i know i've heard that before and that is really sad this is how it starts yeah Mm -hmm. i feel misinformed now the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting this and expecting different results albert einstein rita may brown in sudden death ben franklin narcotics anonymous i would say albert einstein i think it's einstein wrong it's Narcotics Anonymous. I think I've seen that attributed to Einstein. It, this one is most often attributed to Einstein. Oh, God. Some say it I'm dates to Confucius, but it first appears in print in the original 1981 draft of the Narcotics Anonymous Space. 1981. No, we're not idiots. We, we get snowballed by this stuff. Okay. Damn teens this, on Instagram. This, this is, is the, the one that posting. I was thinking of. Okay. So this is the Mae West one. It says, well-behaved women seldom make history. Yes. Always attributed to Mae West. She's one of the four. Obviously she didn't say it cause we keep getting tricked. So I'm going to pick it. No, it was Laurel Thatcher Ulrich, a graduate student at the university of New Hampshire. When she coined the phrase in an academic paper in the journal American quarterly, it was later the title of her 1976 book. Sorry, oh, she's Laurel. My, she's my new favorite person now. No one knows about her. I bet she doesn't even have a book about her. No, Laurel, we didn't know. We didn't. Oh my gosh. This is going to ring. This is going to hurt, Linda. Oh God. God made beer because he loves us and wants us to be happy. Who do you think said that? I mean, I know who I think said it. And I know from your intro that it's not Ben Franklin. You are almost right if you guessed Ben Franklin, who once wrote, Behold the rain which descends from heaven upon our vineyards and which incorporates itself with the grapes to be changed into wine. A constant proof that God loves us and loves to see us happy. So I actually... But alas, it was the 1996 magazine Beverage World which subbed beer for wine. So basically... Yeah, so no, I, I do want to say I in my work life, I once had to come up with a bunch of Ben Franklin quotes Ooh. or our work did. And 
of course, that was one of them that we were going to put on a postcard or something. There was a bunch of others that are Ben Franklin-isms that you know. And we had to fact check them with the Park Service. Talk about a letdown. (laughs) That was the saddest day of my life, arguably, because, yeah, beer is proof that God loves us, wants us to be happy. How great. How, How insightful and quick and lovely of a saying is that that ben franklin gave us except he didn't and it's that long ass thing and it's about wine which we're drinking (laughs) right now and that's fine but yeah i'll take wine as proof there's a bunch of them a penny saved is a penny earned yeah except he talks about it for three more sentences after that and there's a lot of flowery language yeah like they're they're we have so so that's an interesting thing also about fact checking we we debated that when that came up because it's like do we use the language Mm -hmm. of that day yeah or do we translate it kind of and take a little bit of, you know, our own take on it? What what would he have said today with our current language based on what he had said back then? So even though a penny saved is a penny earned, I wish I had it in front of me, but it's something longer and harder to follow than that. But like, would he have said it that simply? It's like today? cool church where they're like, instead of like, they're like, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said everyone's cool and I'm cool with everyone. Like, yeah, you know how they do that? Yeah. But you're like, no, Jesus didn't say that. Right. But, and he meant that. He did mean it. So is it the is it the meaning behind the words? I don't know. And where do you draw the line at that? Like some people just aren't good speakers. We actually do know that Ben Franklin did try to put a lot of his language into just every every man, every day words so we can probably assume that he would say a penny saved is a penny earned but we don't know all right speaking of like a farthing saved (laughs) (laughs) so i I think it's like two pence saved is it's like something crazy annoying so did you know so this might not be timely for our podcast, but regardless, tomorrow is March 4th. Do you know what March 4th is? I was about to say May the 4th be with you, but no. That is that not a thing. Oh, that's no, a thing? Yes, that May is the, a thing. That May the 4th be with you. Yeah, how do you not know May that? You're 4th. a nerd. So tomorrow this is, is March. mainstream nerdy, though. I don't think you're mainstream nerdy. You're no. actual nerdy. He went to Thank see you. Star Wars opening weekend. He should know May the 4th. With some nerds. He should know. <laughs> but it was... Okay, regardless. I don't know what right. May 4th. Tomorrow is March 4th. Tomorrow March 4th. is, drumroll please, <laughs> National Grammar Day. No shit. How do I not know that? As the National Grammar Day website states, language is something to be celebrated, and March 4th is the perfect day to do it. It's not only a date, it's an imperative. Oh my God. March 4th on March 4th to speak well, write well, and help others to do the same. Oh God. And is that How not do you not know that, today? Linda? Um, I don't. I think it's like a soup's recent holiday. Like, oh, I'm sure it, it just wasn't. got established like maybe 2013, <laughs> and that's being a generous. Yeah, but regardless, so since it's almost National Grammar Day, the the typewriters are a tapping. Yeah, if you have a typewriter, if you're a hipster, the typewriters are tapping. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. do hipsters have typewriters? Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a wedding? Yeah, <laughs> that that's how you type your well wishes Wait, now to hipsters who get are married. Are typewriters at weddings or just in the yes. pictures? 
Well, uh, they are like decor. I don't know if you really use them, honestly. Yeah, they might just be for show. But they're like at weddings, you? like on yeah. display. Yeah, with, with sunlight and uh mm-hmm. Like, do green. you think there will ever be yeah, like, like succulents? This, this laptop that you have here that's so nice and modern, like mm-hmm. in 50 mm-hmm. years, will someone have that at their wedding as a decoration? <laughs> it's quaint. It's a quaint MacBook. You're like that is adorable. Oh my god, I haven't seen one of these in years. Oh my, gosh, my grandmother right? had one. Yes, that <laughs> makes me think of my grandpappy. Oh, he used to sit there and write so many stories about his podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we would be like, "Grandpapa, you know, you can just use the voice modulator transponder in your brain." And he was like, "Oh, but I love the feeling it gives me to type on my MacBook." <laughs> we are trendsetters. I don't know, or everyone is. Anyway, National Grammar Day. The typewriters are a tapping, and people are a writing. Oh, I thought you said the typewriters are a tapping. I did. Is that you reading that? Or that no, was just, I'm just repeating it because it was. Oh, you're still saying your so own things. You look at your look. Oh, that is a quote. Another Morgan quote. <laughs> Attribute it, motherfuckers. Oh, I will. <laughs> but don't follow me because I'm Sorry. private. Okay. What grammar pen? Oh, I can't say this word. What grammar mm-hmm. pedants? Is that how you say it? Pedants. Ped- Pedant. Pedants and fashion Ooh. victims have in common. Anyway, so this is by Rob Drummond. I think he's British. It's written for The Conversation. And basically he writes this whole article about how if you are like old-fashioned about grammar, what you have in common with people who like don't get fashion. What? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the mom jeans of grammar? All right. He says, if your shoes and handbag don't match, both items will still be entirely practical. In the same way, ending a sentence with a preposition, location words like on or in, will not make the message less understandable, yet both, to to pedantic minds, show a disregard for what is right and proper. Wait. I have to say something, though, about that, because I do not agree with his... With his you know, assertion that ending a sentence with a preposition is wrong because it's not wrong. It's well, that's what he's, he's saying. He says it doesn't make it just because you end it with a preposition. It's not less understandable, but people will yell at you just as they will in the fashion world. If you don't match your belt and your shoes. Wait, I thought you weren't supposed to match. That's maybe where I went wrong. Maybe I'm so bad at fashion. Well, Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob Drummond doesn't know fashion. Oh, Okay. I'm, he's trying to equate that old fashioned fashion rules and old fashioned grammar oh, rules. Oh, God. Thank you might so much be, for explaining. I'm sorry, I just ruined your Might be like intro. a good little narrative or whatever. And obviously, maybe they're not. No, um, they are. I just think he has to be a little bit more clear about what is in fashion and what's not for the so, people who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He says there's nothing wrong with having preference in clothes or in language you can even offer well-meaning advice about whether this tie goes with these socks or whether it's acceptable to use the passive voice as long as that advice has been asked for oh interesting so he says the problem for language at least is that the advice is often unsolicited mocking criticism that simply fuels the self-importance of one person at the expense of the other completely ignoring the context of in which the language is used. I thought totally agree with Rob. 
Um, he and I imagine he's saying this in an accent, which only makes it more oh, powerful. I done, okay, yeah. I'll do the next one in an accent. Okay. okay, so I have a certain reputation that I have not tried to build for myself, which is that I am a judgmental grammarian or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, while I enjoy language and I enjoy grammar and I'm interested in it, and it's also what I do for a living. When someone emails me and uses ITS instead of IT apostrophe S, I don't care. And I really don't, I honestly barely notice it in my personal life. Like I kind of notice it and I kind of don't care. Um, And I think people sometimes think that I'm judging their emails or their text messages or their language. And I don't, like I don't. I think it's so crazy. I actually cringe when I hear people doing the judgmental. Oh, I think you mean that. And yeah, the corrections. It's just like people, people already don't want to talk to their editor. Let's not make it harder. It should be judgmental. (laughs) But I emailed you and I told you once I, I take a, I spend a lot of time on my emails. You shouldn't. I know you're not the only person who's ever said that to me. You should not. Because I spend a lot of time on my emails anyway, because I've, that's super important i i think that that is your preference and i spend a lot of time on emails as well and i always want to get across what i want to get across in the most concise and compelling way Mm -hmm. and that's my thing that i want to my words to count and Mm -hmm. i want things to get across and i want someone to understand what i'm asking them or whatever so i spend a lot of time on emails i don't want people to think that they have to spend a lot of time on the emails to me because I'm correcting their grammar. Yeah. And it's all about the message behind it. Like if you're, it totally depends on the context of the email. Like if somebody is sending you a work email and they're trying to express something or they're trying to ask a question, then they should be as clear and concise as possible. And, but if I'm sending you an email about like, a new Taylor Swift video and it just says like, OMG, 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 OMG and like six exclamation points and like I press send like that. Yeah. I'm not like, oh no, Linda's going to be like, well, that wasn't clear. <laughs> I guess it depends on who you're sending it to because most of my emails are external and in a sales to business capacity. and so you so should I'm care always, about them. Even yes. when I know you, they're work very emails should professional. Always I guess, be. Yeah. Because I consider it a work email to you. Well, right. So I I just don't like that when someone responds to an email they just sent me and said, oh my God, I can't believe I used the wrong your. And it's like, I I can't believe that you wasted your time sending me another email about that. Yeah. But if you said Because I already decided that I hate your guts and I hope you burn in a fire. Right, exactly. And I do just want to make one thing clear that when you send me a Taylor Swift article, I know what the message is. (laughs) I don't have to write OMG, 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 OMG. I mean, you can for your own, you know, (laughs) for your own excitement to to express yourself but i know that that's the message when you send me a taylor right. swift article right. which is good. great which is good good, good. thank you thank you that's maybe i just... understood taylor swift language yeah it's like i could just do emojis maybe yeah yeah you can yeah or a taylor swift quote but not attribute it oh my god yeah from one of her songs you could test me like that oh i should just sneak them into my normal emails <laughs> we should start attributing all of our Instagram photos to Taylor Swift quotes or like, you know, like our caption should be Taylor Swift quotes, Taylor Swift, the the wine's kicking in Taylor Swift quotes. 
but not attribute them. And yeah. We only we'll know, basically. Yeah. And maybe like, you know, my cousin. All of our listeners. College. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, so on, Rob. Oh, I thought you were done with your. No, article. no, no. Real quick. Rob Drummond. Back to Rob. <clears throat> Back to my boy, Rob. All right. And I would an like accent? to do an yeah. accent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Ooh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, so Rob. <laughs> oh, I love it already. He, um, Wait, hold on. Let me intro it. So he's like talking about how he's kind of sticking up for young people and taking a stand because what people is he are writing like, for? Can you tell us what outlet this is? So for? this was written for the conversation, but it was republished on the independent. Oh, great. Yeah. Do you know I'm British? Yes. Okay. So he says, I can only assume that most people who comment on youth language are doing so from their encounters with young people at the bus stop, walking through a park or on television. Admittedly, when I later met our participants waiting for a bus, I discovered a very different side of the linguistic repertoire but this was not a job interview. One of the young people we spoke to said that in an interview, he would simply switch it up quick. So basically people are like saying like young people talk shitty. And these young people are like, no, we're not dumb. We know how to. Yeah. We can switch in and out of slang, which I think is totally appropriate. And anybody who says otherwise just like forgets what it's like to be a young person and like, whatever. Everybody changes their tone for the audience right i i completely agree with that as well and i would like to compliment you on admittedly because i think you did a great job on that word in particular thank you i'm Um, practicing my adele (laughs) who i love i love her but one more thing while we're on the topic of uh I don't know, vocal trends or like how you speak or whatever, something that's been irking me for a while. Let me hear it. So people who complain about vocal fry, which I'm sure we've all done like a thousand times already. I had to Google go. (laughs) (laughs) I had to Google vocal fry. Oh, you did? Like three weeks ago. It was embarrassing. Well, you know what? That was such good vocal fry I just did. And I'm actually happy for you that you didn't know what vocal fry was till three weeks ago because I've known for a long time and I've mostly known from podcasts that I listen to Mm -hmm. and specifically This American Life did a whole podcast about vocal fry and about how people write in and they're like, you're Hannah Joffrey, whoever has vocal fry. Hannah Joffrey Walt. And thank you, Brian. And... Whatever she does. And then Ira Glass was like doing the report, and Ira Glass is like the worst vocal fry of all of them, but nobody says but anything. No one calls him out. Man. Yeah. And he's older, and it's like he's a. Yeah. And, and Ira Glass is like the most worst at doing that. Oh my God. Well, ever since I learned what vocal fry is, I've heard it like every day. And I just think until yeah. someone actually emailed it to me, and I was like, wait, what is this? And I yeah. looked it up. It's like, I must have been hearing it for so long yeah. and just never. We hear never. it all the time. We do it all the time. Like, you I just mean, did it. Even the term. You, yeah, no, yeah. I do it all the time. Right. Like, so my point is, this goes along with this, like, young people speak weird. It's like, young people talk weird. It's like, no, yeah. this is just how people talk now. And it's just, this is just what happens. And it's like, when you listen to audio recordings from, like, 80 years ago and everybody's like, right. hey, this just in. There was a the whatever at the White right. House. I'm like. 
that is a fucking weird way to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody talks like that. But yeah. then people did talk like that. And it's just, if you evolve and every, everything changes and the words you use and the way you say them change. And fucking stop picking on Hannah Joffrey White and like, yeah. or whatever her last name is, everybody. Yeah. I hear you, man. It's like every, like things change so fluidly. And I think that, you know, grammar people, whatever. If, it's not just grammar people, but people get a bad reputation for being like, old head curmudgeon whatever and it's like just accept that language changes voice changes all these things like tone sarcasm everything humor things that were funny then aren't funny now vice versa language has never been more accessible before and so it has never changed as rapidly as it does hot take hot take now i like that but it's like you know we were never communicating at the level to which yeah. we are today. So it's like our language is changing with that because language just changes with communication. So emojis are a form of communication. Like that's a language now. And that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, irregardless, I'm sorry, every grammar <laughs> person out there, but irregardless is a word, whether you like Guys, it or not. She just dropped irregardless. I know. I, I, I almost feel like I had like a physical, I had a physical reaction to saying that. As, I just like saw us from above. Like, oh I no. Oh my God. I had to, it's good that we're on almost finished our second bottle of wine here because otherwise that would not have gone down as easily as it did. But I'm saying like, stop complaining about irregardless this is why people hate grammar people it's mm-hmm. like it's a word you know why it's a word because people fucking use it so that makes it a word and that makes it language so Boom. get over it but also let me talk to you about m dashes <laughs> don't use a hyphen for an m dash that's all i care about thanks for listening to another episode of drink drank drunk Make sure you follow us on Instagram. We are at Drunk Word Nerds. There's lots of funny stuff on there. And make sure you send all of your questions or complaints or whatever you need. Just just say hi. We're at drunkwordnerds at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye. Did you guys notice that I'm wearing my comma necklace today? No. You know what else I thought it might have been? An apostrophe. Just a single quotation mark. Oh. Single quote. Single quote inside of a larger quote. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I like where your head's at. You're like, you're, um, you know, you think outside the grammar box. I like to think I'm really deep. Yeah. Deep in the quotation marks when you need a single quote. This has been a riveting production.